Hi, and welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I'm your host, Jen Melius, and I'm so glad that you're here, and I can't wait to introduce to you Stella Wilde. Stella Wilde is a cosmic pathfinder, intuitive advisor, and manifestation mentor. She believes that astrology and tarot are essential tools for self-discovery and for navigating life's possibilities and complexities. Since she could hold a pencil, writing has been her first love, and she pursued her passion by earning an MA and MFA in creative writing. Let's dive into the pond and meet Stella. Welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I am so excited to bring to you Stella Wilde. Stella, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, Jen, thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited. Me too. And I would love for you to start with how did you get into writing? Um, it's just always been a part of my life. My earliest memory is of writing. When I was three years old, my mother used to bring home you know, scrap pieces of paper from work um, and you remember those big thick leaded pencils we used to have as kids? I remember holding one of those and writing on these green sheets of paper, these like swirly things. I was writing. Of course, I didn't know what I was writing, but I was writing. <laughs> so that's my earliest memory. And then I had an old typewriter. I was writing plays when I was 11 and 12 and I'd make my, well, I'd make, <laughs> that's the Aries in me. I'd make my friends act them out. Uh, on the playground, the plays that I wrote, they were the starring characters, of course. Uh, so yeah, it's just, I mean, ever since I remember, I've always kept diaries, like from a very young age, I was writing poems in second grade. So yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Because when something starts young like that, and you're doing it because it's fun to you, like you're using your imagination. And you're seeing where your curiosity will take you that's when that joy is coming through. Even if you're writing something that's a little, you know, heavy in some ways, or, you know, a thriller or what have you still, there's a joy there because it's you expressing yourself. It's you trying something different, trying experimenting in a sense. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of companion for me because I was an only child for 11 years. I spent a lot of time alone in my room, reading, writing, drawing, creating. So um, it's just, just, just something I've always done. It's been a part of my life for, for a very long time. I love that. So I, you mentioned poems, and yeah. I know that you have you, know, you published poetry before. So yes. and that's before the current book that's out. But what is it about poetry that helped you to just? I guess really want to follow that through and then ultimately create a book, you know, to publish a book of poetry. That's a really good question. Um, I just, I have so many interests. I don't know. I'm kind of just I'm a little crazy. I got so many things I'm interested in. Um, but one of the things I've always wanted to do is make movies, make films. And um, when I was taking a course in poetry in one of my graduate programs, it was like this epiphany that went off in my head when one of my instructors said, writing a poem is like, you know, capturing a scene in film. And he had this little film strip down the side of the page. And he's like, for every line of your poem, create a, create a, a frame from a film. And I was like, oh my God, this is like mind blowing, right? Like, 
I was like, that's why I love poetry so much. It is, it's like this mini vignette. It's like this little scene from a film, right? That combines the visual, the auditory, you know, the sound of the words and the lines, the imagery, the feeling, you know, it's very evocative of all those things. And then it's a little mysterious, right? It's very Neptunian, right? Film, it's very Piscean, Neptunian. It's a little mysterious and like, it's like, this is, yes, yes, yes. So that's one impetus. And then of course, as like this creative, <laughs> creative self-expression, <laughs> you know, getting out your feelings about different things and then just playing around with words, you know, is really fun. And um, so I hope I answered the question. You did. And actually you got me thinking about Okay, so as you know, I published children's books, but they were poems first. And mm -hmm. how you describe them is exactly what happens that I saw them in my mind as a film first and then wrote what I saw and it needed to come back in a line. So hearing you say that actually was like, oh, wow, that's what I was doing. Oh my gosh, that's so cool to, to hear it said back to me in that way. So that's really, really cool. But to your point, it's, it's that but it was cathartic, it sounds like. It sounds like it was a, a way of processing in its own way. And I think writing when it's done that way is, is such a beautiful thing because it can really help you sift through. It can help you make decisions. It can help you see from a different perspective something. So, I mean, that's kind of what I'm hearing too with what you were doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I've always been drawn to the more confessional side of poetry. <clears throat> Um, cause I also like memoir writing too. So they like kind of go hand in hand. I tried fiction writing for a while, but I was not cut out for it <laughs> because I don't know, I, maybe I'm too, not that I'm self-referential, but it, I filter a lot through my, you know, the lens of my personal experience, but you know, catharsis without art, you know, that belongs in your journal, right? Like it needs to have some sort of form art aesthetic, you know, behind it. So, but a lot of poems, I mean, they spring from that initial like journal entry or free write entry or, you know, something like that, but. Yeah, I love how you just phrased that too, a free write, because sometimes even in editing, sometimes I'll read something. And to your point about memoir in particular, I'll read something and, and I'll write a note to my person and say, I know you needed to write this. I'm glad you did. This was for you to help you process. You need to go back and rework this. And how does this serve your reader? How is this helping your reader? Even though it's your story, how are you helping them? So hearing you say that is just, it's so helpful because it helps a writer who is trying to discern when they can take that piece or if they can take that piece that they've been journaling and when to move it forward. So you're, that guidance right there is just so helpful and so instrumental. And one of the things I have been noticing that you've said as we've been chatting, is the referencing of uh, different planets, for instance, or actually different zodiac signs. So Neptune, Pisces, that type of thing. Tell me where that's coming from. Uh, well, it's definitely coming from my background in astrology, which started when I was 12. So right around the time I was similarly like writing all these plays and short stories and really getting into my, my early, my early days, my early craft. I just have always loved astrology and I've studied it on my own for many, many years now. And uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you can definitely, I mean, there's definitely certain indicators in a person's natal chart for being involved with writing. Absolutely. The creative arts. Really? So. Like what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, you could have a third house sun, definitely, as I do, or third house moon, uh, third house Mercury, Mercury in Gemini, North Node in Gemini. Um, that's just a few off the top, the top of my head. Fifth house is sometimes involved as well. Mercury in the first house. So there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of different aspects. Those are just some off the top of my head. And it doesn't mean if you don't have those, you can't be a writer, but I'm just saying there's certain things that in a chart that really indicates somebody's probably going to be very involved with the expressive arts. I love that. And I love that you just rattled that off as though, you know, what's your favorite cup of tea? So, <laughs> but that, but so that, how does that love? How does that love of astrology and writing, how did that, how does that come through for you? How has that showed up for you? What do you mean exactly? Well, for instance, um, you did publish a book. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I love writing about astrology because um, it is such a metaphor laden uh activity or pursuit right or study like there's about the planets they all have these different characteristics and then they have all the deep mythology and stories behind them which are all just metaphors about our life's journey right all of the all the different things so um it just it really lends itself to uh using my poetic consciousness if you will and tying it all together with the writing, but then also using my very practical, I got a lot of practical in my chart, a lot of practical uh, user-friendly stuff too. So my Mercury and Taurus, which likes to give a lot of examples, pairs nicely with my strong Neptune in my chart and my strong Venus in Pisces, like it combines with this poetry and the practical to create this very user-friendly, but also fun like way to approach and interpret the astrology. What so. I'm also hearing is love. Uh, what I'm hearing is a love of, that's coming through that, you know, whether it is the poems or what, and I say that meaning, I know you publish poems. So if it came through as one of the poems or in that, in the, in those books, or if it's in your astrology books, it's all stemming from love, a love of following your passions, following your curiosity and seeing where that takes you and trusting your voice to, to do that. And sometimes, you know, when, when you hear that trusting your voice, it's not something that you can, a lot of times it's not something you just automatically do. Sometimes it's one of those things you almost learn to do and writing can help you do that because you're trying things on when you're writing out something. You might try it written one way and realize mm, this isn't working for me. I can't get behind this or rewrite it. And you find that starts to help a little bit more. So that's actually a lot of the things that I'm hearing is the love and the owning and following your voice. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it too, both of those astrology and writing are beautiful vehicles for self-exploration right? And self-knowledge. So, I mean, because I've been a big, jur- I mean, I love journaling. Like that's also one of my loves from very, very early days in my life. Like I said, of keeping in diaries since I was like in fifth grade or whatever. So I don't know where that original one went, but I wish I could find it because it was, I'm sure it would be a riot if I reread it today. But, <laughs> but, 
but both of those, I mean, they're, it's so beautiful to get to know yourself, you know, and, um, you know, figure yourself out, be honest with yourself, make plans for yourself through the writing, through the astrology, you know, really share your gifts with the world, figure out what your gifts are. I mean, all of both of those are excellent modalities for doing that. They go hand in hand as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I would agree with that. And to your point about how journaling helps with that, I mean, really, when if you think of journaling as an opportunity for just it to be you and the page, that's really it. You don't have to share it with anyone else, but sometimes that's where you can flesh out. Maybe it's a story concept. Maybe it's you're working through a decision and you just need to write out. So what happens if I make this decision? Let me just write out how I'd feel about how this would go. For instance, you know, maybe that writer is faced with, do I go traditional or do I self-publish my book? Well, you can research and you can ask questions, but if you really feel like you're at that fork in the road, writing them out saying, okay, let me write out how it would feel to self-publish this and what it would take and what am I afraid of and what would success feel like? And on the other hand, write it out that way for traditional and see how those questions get answered. Sometimes just that writing helps you to do that. Absolutely. I think a lot of people run away from themselves. They don't want to face themselves, you know, and um, I mean, I think that's one of the greatest joys is to face yourself, to be honest with yourself. At the end of the day, this is who you have. This is who you are. This is who you, you know, who you have. Why not get to know yourself? You know, why are you running away from yourself? Like face yourself, dig in deep, like figure out what you truly want and go for it. Right. And writing can really help you with that. I mean, you could read an astrology chart. You could do a tarot reading for somebody. You could give them all this interesting stuff, right. To help them guide them, you know, give advice, whatever. But at the end of the day, if they cannot face themselves and face, you know, what they truly want, what's motivating them, what's going on in here, then, then all of that doesn't matter. You know? So I, and I think that's one of the most valuable things about keeping a journal is it forces you to be really present with yourself, to be honest with yourself and um, to, to own your life, own your voice, own your dreams, all of those things, you know, and, and have accountability to yourself too, you know, and God knows I'm not perfect by any means, please. I'm not, but um, journals kept me very honest with myself. It's important, I think. Yeah, I do too. I journal too. So I it's I love hearing, that, hearing you say back as to all the different things as to how it adds value and how it can help. So when you wrote your latest book, mm-hmm. tell me about that process because I think I remember you telling me 21 days. I know, right? how to write a book in 21 days. Yes, so talk to me about that. <laughs> so I have a very particular process that I use with my writing big projects. Um, and I call it my immersion process. So I have to have to be immersed in the thing that I am writing about. So for this latest book, what I latest book, what I did is I went to the local coffee shop, it's like the friends coffee shop. And I sat there with just a notebook and my fountain pen. And I had my phone in one hand and my lovely coffee and snack. We got to have that, right? Um, and I just scrolled through the ephemeris, which is a timetable for the astrological transits, right? So I scrolled through that for the whole year. I just kept going through each thing, picking out all the most important transits and actually writing them down in my notebook. 
you know, handwriting them down. And this was a way I find it very valuable to, to write by hand because it really connects the brain, the hand, the memory, all of those things, right? And that was my immersive process to get inside the planetary energies. Okay, so they really became a part of me. And then I knew I had written a book in 2020 for 2020's astrology, and I set up this book in the in the same way, the same structure. So going through, starting at the beginning of the year and then going through the transits in kind of in order for the year ahead. Um, so, but that was the initial process is that that just immersion in the energies. And one time I ghost wrote a book about soccer, actual, you know, men playing soccer on the field type, <laughs> type thing. And for this particular person I was writing, ghost writing the book for, I said, I got to go to a game. I can't, how do you expect me to write about this just from my head and what I think I've seen on TV? No. And so I went to this, to this soccer game. It was amazing. And it just put me in the zone of the energy. Like you felt the vibe, like just, it was perfect. And then I, I, again, I wrote the book in like, like that. You have described how I write. I have to be in that space. And I also tend to write like start to finish somewhat quickly in the context of it's just getting it out, not always in order, but still writing it and then going back and adding as I need and reorganizing and stuff. So hearing you describe that, you're showing that it, a writing process can look very different. Sometimes going and doing the thing, like going to the soccer game, it was a part of the process, but it may not always seem like that at first because it's not you handwriting it's not you at the computer or researching something it was it's a different form of research it was, it was a, different a different form, form of, of research. yes yeah mm -hmm. yeah so what would you say to somebody starting out or maybe they're stuck with what they're writing and they just can't seem to get out of their heads as to the idea is not coming or it's that messy middle that's very frustrating what would you say to them to help them kind of get out of that rut and to keep going? Go to the gym and take a kickboxing class. That's what I would say. <laughs> the best antidote for getting out of your head is getting into your body. So, all right. So take a Les Mills body combat class. Go Google that online. Okay. I'm not an affiliate with Les Mills or anything, but that's the classes that I've taken. And you're not punching anybody. You're just, you know. And when you're doing that class or go take a spin class or go for, well, walking, I mean, you know, the romantic poets, right? They used to like to go for long walks in the moors or whatever, but I think you need something a little more heart pumping, like, you know, so that you're really, you can't think about anything else. Um, that is one of the best things to do is get out of your head and get into your body. But yeah, no, definitely. I mean, something that gets your blood pumping and gets your juices flowing in other ways. And you often find that, that that'll clear out the blockage of energy. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with that because you just, some, what I will do a lot of times is I literally go do something else when I do that. It's a lot of times I'm, I might be going to cook, but or I might go make something that I haven't made before. So I, I'm focused on something else, but my phone or a notebook is nearby. And then inevitably something starts to come through and I'll jot it down, but I'm working on just doing something else. And to your point, a lot of times it is with my hands and 
I'm chopping veggies, I'm stirring something, I'm kneading something, you know, chopping seems to be something that's very helpful. It seems like, it seems like the more frustrated, the more I chop. <laughs> so, I mean, but it, it helps it. to, to shift your focus really. You know, it's another way of getting into your body because you're doing something else altogether. Yeah. Or if you like another modality, like do that instead. Like I love making collages. So I will go and I will go and do that also because it's, it's more visual. I'm just in the flow of moving. I do it online. I do digital collage, moving things around and doing different, different stuff. And that is a whole other process. So, you know, again, it's kind of getting me out of doing something else, getting me out of that thorny problem and then mm -hmm. using my time in a productive way. I guess that's my Capricorn. I like to, to be productive. <laughs> so how did so you know making something. So how did you know when your book was ready and not second guess it because it did come together fairly quickly. Some books take years to write. Some books take a few months. Some day, some books, you know, take even longer than, you know, a few years. They might take way much longer. And so how did you know that after 21 days, you said, yeah, this is it. I'm ready. This is good. This is what I want. It doesn't need more. It's not, nothing needs to be taken away. How did you know? Um, because it was finished, <laughs> you know, which sounds like a smart alley answer, but I mean, I, it's different because this is, you know, this is nonfiction and it has a structure, right? Because it has these certain planetary transits that are happening. Um, Actually, I, I did think it was finished at one point. And then I was like, no, wait a minute. It needs something else at the end to kind of wrap it up. So like I ended with, I think it was Venus retrograde in the book. Um, and then I was like, but okay, but what's after that? Like what's next, right? So then I was like, oh, let's have a summary at the end of like kind of the yearly energies for each sign. Because well, I did the month by month and the lucky days, but then I was like, it still needed something else. So I put in a kind of like a summary, mini horoscope summary for each sign and some affirmations for each sign as well for the year ahead. And then it felt complete. You know, just, it just needed something to kind of tie it all up at the end. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then once I had that, I was like, okay. And then my typical process, um, usually I go through at least three copy edits usually, but you know, that's cause I, I mean, I have a background like we've said in writing and stuff. So copy editing, like, you know, that's easy for me, you know, cause it comes out a lot of the time, like the grammar and junk like that comes out the right, right way the first time. I'm just looking for more like typos. So I don't need like, like heavy copy editing, but um, you know, so, but I, it usually takes three passes. That's my, my average. So when you knew that it was ready and you, so you're ready to take that to the next piece and to format and to, do the cover and such. I love that you designed your own cover. And I realize not everyone feels like they have that skill set. But if somebody was contemplating that, what are some tips that you have? Because I think your cover is so pretty. And so and it's, it's eye catching. It's pretty. So I'm curious as to what tips might you have for that? Get yourself a Canva account. I love I use Canva. I mean, I do have the pro version, but the free version works just fine. And just start playing around with colors, like figure out what kind of colors you like, like what is the main kind of, you know, imagery. I mean, I was a little uncertain at first because Saturn's on the cover. 
right? And Saturn is known to be just like kind of heavy, responsible energy and stuff. I'm like, do I want Saturn on my cover? I don't know. What should I do with that? Um, but then I was like, no, Saturn's moving into Pisces. Like this is this is good that it's, you know, that Saturn's on the cover. So play, you know, play around with like, like the overall vibe, in other words, like the feeling. So that's what I'm saying. Like at first I was like, I don't know about Saturn. And then I thought, no, he deserves to be on the cover. It's important. So yeah, just, just play around with color and vibe and, um, you know, that type of thing and see what your eye is drawn to and trust your intuition. That's another thing. Like when you're, when you're doing visual collage like that. And often with that, you do, it's like copy editing. You come back to it a couple of times, like, cause you shift things around. You realize, oh, that's not the feeling I was going for. Like, you know. And if, and those tips apply, even if you're, you've hired a cover designer, that uh, if somebody else has laid that cover out for you, which is fantastic. Not everyone has that, that graphic skill set. I don't necessarily have that. But I know when I look at the, when I get the cover back, is this what I was going for? Does this feel like the, the intent, the message? Is this, does this bring excitement? Do I feel like a, a smile when I see it? Like, oh, I'm excited about this. Or does it feel like oh, something's missing? And then you have to figure out how to articulate it. But you're right. Trusting yourself. You'll feel it. You'll know if it's, if you're on the right path or if that's it, you'll feel it. So I love that you said that. So yeah. So what's coming up now that this book is out, what is coming up? What is coming? Oh my gosh. There's so many things in the pipeline. Um, but chief among them, there's another book that'll probably be coming out in February, which will be tarot focused. So that that's on the way. I'm also going to be putting together a writer's community for inspiration and advice and motivation and all of that type of thing. Um, all right, I'm going to give you the first scoop. There's only one other person who knows about this. All right, so I'm going to give you the exclusive scoop. I am designing a tarot deck. Oh, how exciting. Yes, with collage, with collage, digital collage. So that's in the works. So it's, it's already in process. Um, again, it's like some days I work on it like every single day and then I take a break and then I go back to it. So timeline for that, maybe the summertime to get it finished. Um, Cause you know, you can't, you can't rush that type of thing. Like it's got, <laughs> it's got all flow and fit together. So but what I'm hearing is yet another form of what we were talking about earlier with, you know, finding your voice, the expression, how you want it to show up, how you want it to feel you know, you'll just like with the cover, it does that image speak to you? Yes or no? Does that message speak to you? Like, it's just showing up in a different package, but it's still another creative expression. It's another form of leveraging the skills that created the poems that created the book. So it's just, I just love that you're showing how much creativity can when you're open to that, and you're open to expressing it. And trusting your voice and trusting your intuition, what can come up. So I, I think that is so cool. Stella, where can people connect with you and where can they get your books and where can they get in the know of all of these new things that are coming out this year? <laughs> well, if they go to my website, uh, Stella wild with an E on the end.com, they can find me there and they can get my book <laughs> on Amazon. It's in Kindle format and also in a paperback format. 
Awesome. Oh, and also on my YouTube channel, I almost forgot about that. I'm on YouTube, Stella Wild. Awesome. I do lots of readings and discussions about astrology, tarot, all that kind of thing. Thank you so much. This has just been so much fun with you. Thank you so very much. Uh, oh, Jen, I really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for listening today. I'm so glad you were here and know there were some valuable nuggets shared to keep going, keep writing, and keep sharing your work. I'm a big believer that if you have a book that's in your heart to write, then there's someone else out there who needs to read it. Your story needs to be shared, so you have to write it and get it out into the world. Until next time, keep swimming upstream while going with the flow and get your book into the world. To learn more about Tough Fish and jump into the pond, visit jennifermilius.com forward slash tough fish.